Okay, recording has started. <laughs> and now I feel like I have no words. Right. Well, yesterday we lightly dug into like law of attraction, the way that it normally runs or taught to, to run and how that the belief behind it can be true, but also very confusing. And there's lots of reasons why it works and why it doesn't work at times. So we could dig deeper into that today, I think. Yes. And the whole um, paradigm and like the whole way that people operate under coping mechanisms with in order to manage the, sh the patterns. Right. All the ways that we manage the patterns instead of just dismantling them and being able to catapult yourself into something new. Right, yep. And, and what's that actually doing then? Right, yeah. So tradition, like law of attraction, the actual belief is basically manifestation. You pick something you want, right? You don't really understand why you want it. And then if you get in the right vibe enough, believe hard enough, think about it enough, concentrate on, concentrate on it enough, focus on it, all of the things, then if you get to the right match, somehow by doing all the things, meditating, visualizing, bringing in the feeling of what it would feel like if you had the thing, then if you're lucky enough to get all of those, those things correctly, it should just appear. Right? <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's what they say, right? You become a match for the energy of the thing that you've decided is your outcome that you want. And your work is really to overcome the blocks and any sort of challenges that keep you from being an energetic match vibrationally to whatever this imaginary outcome is in your mind, right? Right. Yeah. Yeah, because everything, which is true, is energy yeah. and frequencies and when you know that you want something different you can't get it if you're in a low vibration or the wrong frequency that's the same match to that so you have to figure out okay i know i don't want to be here because i want to get what i want mm -hmm. but i don't know how to do that so how do you you can't get there from there right so you have to come up with all these practices that try to trick your brain into thinking that you're not actually where you're at <laughs> right i mean so like I, i'm starting to understand like meditation on this different level like meditations like at least just try to make your mind blank for a minute just so you don't have to think all of the crazy thoughts like like just just try to calm down try to slow your brain enough just even for a second 
I mean, that's what they say. Even if you can just get one minute, 30 seconds, 10 seconds of complete silence, that could be enough to be a match. Exactly. And it might just like whoop, drop right in in that moment, right? Right. Which, I mean, nothing makes you not be able to calm your brain down. <laughs> if I could just calm my brain down, I could maybe get the thing. So I'm just going to be calm. Like, I'm calm. And then you're like closing your eyes and every single thing that could ever be is going through your brain. And then they tell you like, put on background noise. Like what did Abraham Hicks say? Like she listened to the air conditioner. Yes. That really helps calm her because it can trick your brain just for a second long enough to focus on something else besides all of the things that are swirling inside of you. Exactly. Which and, oh, go ahead. Lies, but actually the truth. Right. What were you going to say? I was going to say, and I don't know. <laughs> okay. Um, I have no idea. Can't remember. Oh, and the thing that you are even picking that you're hoping you can become a match to, or you're hoping will drop in, or that you can attract into your life under the human code of conditioning, you've only picked it because you think you'll feel different than you do right now. Right. So, which means it's so important. There's so many stakes. Exactly. And I remember listening to, you know, the Abraham Hicks stuff and them dreaming like, well, just stop doing with that thing that you're doing and, you know, just go to the beach. Like, like somehow at the beach, your mind stops spinning out of control. Like now I'm just at, now my location has just changed. Now I'm just spinning out at the beach, wondering where my shit is. Right. Or you can hold it while you're at the beach, but then you're like, oh, I have 10 minutes before I have to leave the beach and now I want to die because not only <laughs> did I put this off during the time when I was at the beach I also had all the other things piling up during that time that's why like people are like you need a vacation from a vacation right it's so hard it's so hard to take that time so the pattern that runs your life our lives are all run by patterns pre like programmed patterns of Thoughts, emotions, feelings, cause, effect, all of those things. And the way that law of attraction or manifestation is taught is its best attempt at managing the cause and effect of what's happening in that pattern. And in the video yesterday, we touched on the intensity of energy and the amount of um, tension or potential is held in the sensations of the energy in your body, in, in your thoughts, in your feelings, all of those things, and how important it is when you begin to understand that managing and relieving the cause and effect of this pattern only prolongs the system and the cycle. Because what happens is the, the pattern then represents itself it shows up to be dealt with 
And in avoiding dealing with it, you dissipate all of the energy that's building that is the actual potential for real manifestation and real catapults forward. But because it feels so uncomfortable and you you don't understand what it actually is, your first instinct is always to relieve it and release it and get rid of it and feel better about it and change it because through law of attraction, that tension must be a low vibe or it must be be something bad that's happening. And in doing the things like going to the beach, um, you know, meditating, trying to to change your vibrational energy or going on medication or needing to go for the run or whatever it is, what you're basically doing is going nowhere, spinning your wheels, making it so you have to just go through that whole experience to gain the potential again. And then you just collapse it all and then you start over. Yeah, and basically, I mean, I didn't even realize this in, in these words until you were talking, but basically your, your whole goal at that point is to do something to bring yourself to a new energy system or a new vibration or a new frequency. But in reality, what you're doing is you're releasing all the potential for that to stay exactly in the same frequency. Exactly. It is actually so wild. And right. then you wonder why nothing has changed. Right. I mean, you can feel temporarily better through the exercise. You know, yeah. like the, the tension, what has happened is the tension has released in your body, but nothing has changed. You've avoided the move that the potential energy is, um, is really asking of you in the way to, to dismantle that pattern. So in order to dismantle these patterns of survival, this human code conditioning, you have to take very precise action against that specific pattern. But the way that, you know, love and light and law of attraction and light workers and healers um, think that they, they need to go about things is they need to feel good all the time in order for them to get what it is that they want. And so instead of taking that really uncomfortable, terrifying, precise action that would blow up the pattern, what they do is they look backwards and into the pattern, into the cause, what caused this pattern, what's the effect of the pattern. And they like move through all the blocks that they have towards taking the action and really just, you know, do nothing. So, so they're, they're taking actions to like, look at the past and figure out why and, you know, heal it and deal with it and who's responsible and where did it come from? And this must've come from my mother. And then this, it was this time that I had this conversation because they don't under, it's like you can, they read the pattern, but they don't understand what to do with the pattern. So they organize it and they manage it and they relieve it and they order it and they release it and they heal it but it the pattern plays out in every situation in your life so then when you don't feel good on the other side of all the releasing of the blocks you have to go looking for the next thing that's causing that pattern to feel that way so now you've healed your personal situation so now you're healing your generational situations and you've healed those situations so now you're healing your past lives and then you've healed those and now you're healing the collective consciousness but if you understood what's happening in the pattern and you took the action that would collapse it, all of those specific 
situations, outcomes, experiences that ran through that pattern, they would take care of themselves. Right, because what also it's taught is that you go back. So oh. you, have a, you have something come up, which means you don't deal with the present, you go back and you deal with the past. And that is so backwards because the reason why they're coming up is to deal with the real life situation in real timing, which then if that is cut off and um, killed at the moment, that pattern is broken. It has the other past situations have no choice but to be done with. They no longer exist. But instead we go back and we, like you said, oh, it's generational or it's whatever. It was because when I was three or whatever. And just like we said yesterday, fuel the fire more with more reasons of why you're right to feel this certain way and why it makes sense. Your life has worked out in this way. And then go to the next level of the, I've heard so many people say like karma, you know, well, I was, mm -hmm. this is my life lesson this time. And it's the way it is. And my job is to have a good attitude in the middle of it, basically, not thinking that anything else could ever be different. It's just the cards they were dealt. Yes. And maybe in my suffering will help somebody else through my suffering, but I'm going to continue to suffer so I can connect with the other suffering people instead of just stopping the cycle of actual suffering. I remember telling, um, a friend of ours who is, does like traumatic, healing with people where they have gone or healing for traumatic situations through um yoga and i mean yeah it's a great concept right like everybody's doing the best they can they they it it seems like a really great place to go to be able to kind of honor what you've gone through and connect with people who have also gone through it and at one point, I remember telling her, well, when are you going to teach them that they're actually not victim? You know, the cycle of this onion peeling situation of these are, let me count the reasons why. And they get deeper and deeper and deeper and more complicated and more complicated is a distraction of what would really could happen. You know, at some point you have to look away from the distraction and just decide to be done. Otherwise, it never stops. No. You'll constantly be seeking for the next reason why you're not enough and what is actually wrong with you and what's actually wrong in your relationship. And every person you know, if they could only be this certain way, so you could be who you actually are, it's, it's just the way it is. It's the way it works out in that world. It really does. Mm hmm yeah, if you are working with a pr practitioner in some area of your life, if you're in personal development or personal growth, and you are working with a practitioner who is constantly talking about peeling onions and the layers, and it's just the next layer that's popping up, you are on that hamster wheel. They are a practitioner who doesn't understand how a pattern works. They are managing and rearranging patterns for you in your life. So that's why it provides like a temporary relief, but it keeps coming back. Or if you are a person who's constantly saying, Oh, I'm back here again. 
I've made it so far. I mean, we, we mentioned that a couple times yesterday that here I am, I'm back here again. I thought I made so much progress, but here I am back here again. That is a major pattern that's playing out in your life. There's no necessarily going backwards. You're not backwards. You haven't gone backwards, but that deeply ingrained innate pattern is playing itself out continuously over and over until you understand one that it's doing this and two that you have the power to dismantle it right and it'll keep appearing and if you don't understand what's happening you just get to the point where there's no use anymore that's where people just decide to take it as for what it is and live the rest of their life in misery and hope someday that they can achieve something that makes them feel a certain way or live in a different place or whatever. Yes. Or like I said yesterday, have a different face. <laughs> <laughs> Anything that's different. Right. Or they end up on the continuous healing journey in the endless search right. for the next reason for why I still feel this way after all the work that i've done after all the things that you know I, here i am still feeling this way so they go on this quest of really never ever ever experiencing any moment in the present because they are literally living out this weird shadow world like ghosted world of making the past matter making trying to turn something that doesn't exist back into form and using it as an explanation and finding really who's who or what is responsible for this feeling because that's it in that in that paradigm you have no responsibility for your own well-being in the moment you're always looking for who caused this effect in my life right now mm -hmm. yeah and I did this shit for a long time. I mean, I only know because I lived it. Right. I mean, all of the reasons and ways that we could find, even as a pair together, of why whatever <laughs> the situation was. I mean, when you are ready to face the fact that every single thing in your life is basically you and you, then mm -hmm. it can really change. But that's where the work comes in, I feel like, is reprogramming that belief of that I'm a innocent bystander and everybody else is, you know, causing these, every situation is causing this to me. And when you can flip that and start seeing your role in every single thing and realize that that law of attraction belief of you get what you focus on is truth mm -hmm. but you don't know how to not focus on something when the patterns are subconsciously and unconsciously running your experience so if the pattern is extremely strong that you know you're the victim in the whole story in the situation and you understand enough that what i want is out of the realm of what would be considered victimhood I want more than that, you know, the direction of like, we'll get to a higher vibration. 
makes sense. But at the same time, it's like, I understand it like in a theory, but I don't understand how to get myself to that place from the starting point. You know, yes, I can meditate or yes, I can um, realize, you know, the things that happened when I was a kid or, you know, in my relationship or whatever, what were things that shaped my experience. It makes sense of why I'm behaving in a certain way, but there's still no direction on how to stop it. Well, you know, it's like, it's just there. So you can pretend for a while mm -hmm. by, you know, distracting your brain long enough or whatever it is, or your experience of what you're doing in, in the world for long enough, but it always, like you said, creeps back up and, the work that we're doing really does pinpoint that exact pattern and start giving you direction on exact moves, what to do to actually stop it. Because if you don't ever dismantle the pattern, it's running your life. Like you can't, you can't hide from it. Mm -hmm. You could, well, actually you kind of can because you can like numb yourself enough sometimes, but it is a, long road of despair. I mean, we've seen it, we've seen it a lot happen. And it's a sad thing to watch because it, it feels like the amount of despair somebody can have on the flip side is the amount of the opposite, you know, joy and love and experience and how numb you can be can actually be like how much you can actually feel. So if you're in that spot, it's not, you know, a life sentence, but there are some moves that have to take, you have to take, you have to take responsibility for your own life and your own actions. And that's not a one-time situation. That's a minute per minute job, especially in the beginning. Right. But it does, it does turn around. It really does. Yeah. And, um, and a lot of those yeah, like you said, a lot of those things that they're that the foundations of the way that energy works are true, but they the people teaching it typically don't actually understand what needs to be done. They only understand how to manage the pattern. So it's their best attempt, right, at the solution to the situation. And um taking responsibility for the quality of your life experience every single second, no matter what, is the most freeing thing in the entire world. Because when there is no one left to blame, right? If no one else holds the power, then you can actually do something about it. But as long as you stand in a place of offering the control and the responsibility and the blame into somebody else's hands or somebody somebody or something is the reason you have to be a certain way you are powerless to everything in your life but really taking full responsibility is not something that most people want to do right yeah it's not easy work that's for sure but it has the highest payoff for sure for sure. <laughs> For sure. I mean, in the, in, we've been working, I don't know, years and years, maybe. I think, I think the first 
class I took kind of in these subjects were when on my 35th birthday. So I'm 41 now. And I know you had been doing it before. And um, being like, all of this stuff makes so much sense. And to me in the past of like, it should be easy. It should be easy. And, and up until a year ago, really, when suddenly it switched to be like, oh, wait, I have my compass system programmed incorrectly. I thought if it was easy, then I was on the right path. Like if it, if it's like, follow that, go that way. That's the flow. That's the way you should go. And now being like, you know, it doesn't really feel that easy in a lot of the ways. And it's sometimes scary and it, could feel like you could die to make the opposite move or whatever it is has now turned around to be the compass and be like, yeah, it's not all like, it's not all for lack of better words, I keep saying easy and it is hard, but it is also exciting. And once you start seeing and trying some of the moves, you start realizing like I survived it. It actually wasn't bad. You know, but it's just that initial change of totally deprogramming what we've all believed. And we've all believed it. And it makes sense of why nothing has changed. Because, yeah. like you said, managing all of the emotions, man managing all the circumstances, all the situations into a container. And then when you learn that you can actually break that container and start something completely different, it, it's unsettling because the biggest fear it seems like in the world is the unknown but the unknown is what you're actually looking for you already know what you have and you already know you're not happy in it you know yeah it's crazy and the true ease and flow that people are trying to get to is on the other side of the discomfort and the tension and the moment to moment moves once the the pattern is completely dismantled. That is when it's easy. That is when there's no more management. That's when you don't have to like talk yourself off the ledge or, you know, pretend like you feel a certain way in order to have a conversation with somebody. It, that is the, the potential for ease and flow is there, but it is not until you have faced the discomfort and you have dismantled the patterns on purpose in the most you know, excruciating way to the human code, okay? To the human part of you that is focused on survival. I'm gonna have to move, Can, I think I have, um, my neighbor's mowing. Um, that's when you get, that's when you get the, the ease and the flow, but you don't just, most people just wanna pretend they're in ease and flow to avoid having to do anything that is hard or scary. And that's another reason I think that um, people are tr attracted in some ways to those modalities because they make it seem like it's going to be easy and like it's just going to drop into your lap. Right. Like you can just get there from there. But they're, they're missing that middle step. That middle step is the not easy step. And that's why hardly anybody does it. Right. And like you said, on the other side, it is heaven. It is ecstasy. It is excitement. It is loving and living in the moment of your life at all times but you can't get that from having a false sense of reality 
that's programming your experience the whole time. You just can't. Right. You have to reset it. And it's required to go through that uncomfortable, discomfortable, or dis, discomfort? I don't know what I just said. Um, it's required that you go through that to dismantle those human code programs in order to experience the originator codes. You can't experience the originator codes until you have done the work. I think it's important. I mean, I feel like you really have a good way and, you know, I'm kind of putting you on the spot right now, but we've talked a lot about the human codes. And one of the things about the human codes that maybe a lot of people don't understand is that they are programmed through survival mode and like how it has been a system that has been passed down for a really long time that we're still in it you know and so maybe if you could just explain a little bit about that and be like what is the actual root of why humans even behave in this certain way right so the 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 programming or the innate coding in our DNA, in our cellular memory, in our thoughts, in our consciousness, I mean, in our energy systems. I mean, it's, we're wired under the human codes for survival, as in to actually just not die, whatever it takes to um, perpetuate the human species is our default programming. And there was a time where it was incredibly necessary, right? In the beginning of humanity, thousands of years ago, when we were still cave people who lived in a world where there was imminent death around any corner, you needed to know cause and effect. You needed to know how to, you needed to know how to survive the winter, right? Maybe you wouldn't have enough food. Maybe you wouldn't have enough shelter, all of those things. But what has happened is in 10,000 years, our DNA hasn't evolved and our environment and our consciousness has. And so we're in a process now, interestingly enough, in this 2020, and it's been happening for a couple of years, you know, we're, we're at this crossroads here where the consciousness that is available is like coming to its end with a potential for this origination. We're, we're more expanded and evolved as human beings in consciousness than we've ever been. So the potential there is there for those who are here to have that experience now are really in some ways having this, I don't, it's not an awakening. That's not the right word. Having this original experience, this creation, creative experience beyond anything that has existed in these like imitation copy, play this out. So we know that what the outcomes are, play this out. So we can keep perpetuating our survival as a species. We're, we're at this new point. And when we talk about the human codes and the codes of conditioning and the codes for survival, um, and the programming of that, it's really all about moving beyond survival patterns of operation. And I don't know if that answered what you are asking me to say. I think what's happening right now, since we are kind of at this crossroads, what 
people like you and I are feeling is this feeling of like, there's something more out there. There's something, I'm missing something. There's, I don't, this is my life, but I'm searching for something else. And it's coming off as like, you know, maybe it's an opportunity in your life or whatever. We're putting it into physical things, or maybe I need to find something that makes my life have purpose. That whole situation. There's a lot of people who are searching for this, this other thing that's going to make them happy. But what's really happening is we're giving the opportunity to break these patterns so we can have this life. And we're not, people aren't understanding that there is all of this on the other side, but it's this, you're coming to a crossroads where you have to make a decision. It's either you go with your innate knowing that things have changed and the old programming no longer is serving you and you decide to um, go into a new form of rules and programming and making your own system instead of following the old one that's no longer serving you. And if you don't do that, that's where the anguish and the struggle is happening. Mm -hmm. So that's where people are like, well, these, this is my cards. This is the way the life works. You know, life works. This is what I chose. So this is my bed. I'll lay in it. Those type right. things. And really it just hints that there is something waiting for you, but you have to do some work. It's not just going to fall in your lap. It, it's a, it's a strong thing that has been driving you and your, your, you know, generational family and all of the the things that are true but it is your responsibility it's not the past responsibility you're the one who is feeling it you're the one to take care of it exactly and really, that's what you came here to do that is truly what you decided to be here in this moment for was to dismantle these patterns and um so yeah, they are, you know, they come from your generational, they come from your, the collective consciousness, they come from the consciousness of your location, they come from your heritage, they come from all of these places. And so, you know, people will ask me a lot of times, like, what, I don't understand, like, what do you mean the unimaginable? And so give me an example of like, what is the unimaginable then? Because, you know, then is it like something like, is it like a, a, does it show up in physical form? Like in something that's never been seen before? Like, okay, Percy is still a handbag, right? Like there's been a handbag before there'll be another handbag again, but what was unimaginable about it was it was outside of our human codes. So like, I'm going to use the, actually the example of like Jay-Z, like Jay-Z's human codes, right? Like they came from like, um, like the projects, they came from African-American, they came from poverty, they came from like his coding to be like a billionaire was unimaginable from his human codes. He had to dismantle that system. Like there are billionaires in the world, but there wasn't a, like, there, there wasn't a billionaire in his coding. Does that, is this in make his life, he didn't in have his life and his coding. Yeah. So, so, you know, his coding came from a multitude of things. I don't know what all of his codes were, but to see a person who has achieved the unimaginable 
you could be like, oh, well, there's been another billionaire in the world or whatever, but it was like that, what his life became has come through dismantling all of the rules, all of the familiarity, all of the requirements, all of the conditioning that were his specific codes. So some of those codes are overlapping, right? As in humanity, but some of them are different. Some of them are based on gender. Some of them are based on location. Some of them are based on economic status. Some of them are based on, you know, our codes. We had um, sexual violence against women in our codes. Not everybody has those. We have ended those. We've dismantled that pattern in our codes. So I don't know if this is making sense or not, but that's, your codes are personal and impersonal at the same time. And it's your job to dismantle them. And that's why yesterday when we were talking about how systems don't work to break these patterns, you have to individuate your own codes. And that's what we've been doing with ourselves and with clients is knowing what they need to do to, in, to, to dismantle their own codes and make the move that's right for them, not do what we did. Right. And I think it's an important example. Like you said, in our specific codes, we've had sexual violence in our coding from a very early age. And to get to the point which in pure truth have no real connection to that experience whatsoever anymore, mm-hmm. and it was an experience that shaped our whole life, is the actual truth. And I think most people will feel that that's an impossible place to be. Right. That's unimaginable. How can you be, you know, violated and and have the belief that this is what it means about you in the world and life and for the rest of your life and the past, present, future, ongoing generational beliefs that we had that still in our family at that point, Mm -hmm. and then decide to deprogram that and honestly being like there is not one trigger that comes up at all in that subject because it's no longer a feeding program in life like that's unimaginable like yes you can see somebody who's a billionaire coming from a place that did not seem like that would be the projected future Mm -hmm. but unimaginable really is to think that too i mean i don't think most people can be where they're at and all of the reasons why they're there and then within a few months really be like it's just not part of my existence anymore right where where there was a time where that shit was waking us up in the middle of the night like there was no like there was i mean blow drying your hair having flashes uh you know being traumatized by experiences that are, you know, out of your control and literally doing this work intentionally. And, and when Jenny is saying like no relationship to it physically, emotionally, spiritually, mentally, in any way, shape or form, it is completely neutralized. There's nothing, there's no content or attachment or story or resonance in it at all period right i mean like <laughs> the, 
Well, during your hair flashbacks, I mean, I literally had nightmares every night from being a little tiny kid until yeah, way into my adulthood. Mm-hmm. And that, that's, that's a subconscious programming. I mean, that's something that when I let my guard down, it's filing through my brain. I can't, I can't control that part of my brain. I thought, you know, like I, it's in there. It's, it's coming out in times of least resistance or whatever, right? That's what you're like your meditation time. Like, and to have a vivid nightmare my whole life to not even having bad dreams, nothing. I mean, it's just that programming is not there. There's nothing to feed that animal anymore. And so it doesn't even exist. I mean, like we literally forget about it until we're like talking about trying to come up with an example. Yeah. It's not like that's even part of, you know, everybody has their story. Right. Like there's no more, this is my story. You realize that that is just dragging in all of this, you know, muck and heaviness and more proof, you know, for what? Yeah. I mean, like when I realized like, wait, this experience, this moment in time I decide the impact that it has in my life. Like I actually am the only one who gets to define what any of it means. I'm not anymore. It's no more what the collective says it means about me. It's no more what my family says. Like it's a hundred percent between me and me and it's meaningless. It means nothing about me. It's actually nothing. It's less than nothing. Like, And to say that and to actually know it in every single cell of my body that it's nothing, that it has zero impact on me is the most amazing, unimaginable thing. And it feels like, of course. Right. But that could be so triggering to somebody stuck in their human code of what that actually does mean. Because then it gives them no excuse and reason to be where they're at anymore. Right. Oh, I've had people be so mad at me for the things that I've said, that I'm not, that I'm, that I'm not taking other people's feelings into consideration and that they're, that it's not fair that other people might not be where I'm at and I should be, you know, treating them more fragilely. And I'm like, I would prefer to give them a way out. Right. Exactly. Fight for your limitations. Okay, we're clearly, you know, I'm not for you and that's okay. Like I, you stay where you're at, that's fine. But um, I mean, the re- the reaction to offering someone their own freedom is quite amazing. Yeah. And, you know, in... If we're, if we're talking about the traditional ways that people deal with trauma and deal with um, those types of experiences in like the healing world or even in a lot of personal development world, it's like, okay, so take your story and then own your story. And then you, that's how you take back the power. And then you use your story to like positively impact other people and then bond over trauma together. Right. And then in that world, which is truth, you attract what you focus on. 
and then everybody in your circle becomes the same as you of like here we are here we all are in the depth of despair and i understand that about you and you understand that about me and i finally feel understood and there's nobody in sight to help to get anybody out of there anymore there's no light at the end of the tunnel mhm yeah yeah I just don't think anybody knows there is something different. I agree. I mean, I, I agree. And I've had so many people just be like, I don't understand what you mean. Like, what do you, like, I had a girlfriend call me and she's like, I just heard about this little girl. She's in my neighborhood. She was molested. I know that happened to you. She's crying, imagining if it was her daughter wrapping herself up in the story and she's like i i i don't understand what you mean when you say you have no relationship to this anymore like that doesn't draw a response out in you and i'm like no i what that girl needs to know is it has no impact on her it doesn't mean anything about her what she needs to know is that she is in charge of what of who she is no matter what right not now that she's broken not now that she needs fixing, not now that she'll never be the same, not now that, you know, she's damaged, not now that she's all blah, 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 blah. Yeah. Something was taken away from her. Yes. That's yes. Something was taken away from her that she didn't want to give and now she can never get it back. Oh my God. I lived under that paradigm my whole life. Right. And how are you actually supposed to function under that? You are in despair all the time and you're constantly trying to make up for this thing that happened to you that you have no control over. And yes, out of control situations happen, but the control is what, how they impact you and what you decide about yourself and the world and the situation. That is where your power lands. And because there's multiple things going on when trauma happens, you know, it's happening to you, it's happening to you the people around you, and it's also happening on a large mass consciousness level too, that programming is so deep and you don't understand, you know, that even though people may not be telling you those things, right? it's a subconscious feeling that has been passed on that suddenly becomes into your awareness that starts instantaneously programming you and you don't know that there's another way, but there actually is. So even if that has happened right in the beginning, like it's not like it's too late. Like it can be turned around at any second. Like that's just what happens. I remember saying, um, you know, a couple of years ago when we were talking about this being like, the weird thing to me is that like being five years old and three years old, if, if like something was to happen, somebody being mean to us or one of us getting hurt or whatever, the second our parents would walk into the room, we would tell Mm -hmm. and not telling and not saying anything and being like that, that's its own thing. The thing that is a three-year-old and a five-year-old can know subconsciously that it's not okay without having any outside experience before that of being told. And so these programs are really, really, really strong. I mean, they, they run by themselves. 
the, the job is to stop them. Yes. Because you, you do have a choice, but you don't have a choice if you don't, if you're not aware that there is totally. another thing. And, yes. And as you begin to become aware that it's a pattern operating in cause and effect, when I do this, this happens. When I have this conversation, when I say this with my husband, then this is what happens when I'm this, like when you begin to see it as a pattern, it becomes less personal and it becomes less like dramatic in your experience. And you begin to separate yourself from what's happening in the moment because you're really just playing out this unconscious drama. And so as you begin to realize what's actually, oh, this is a pattern. Like this is an opportunity. I'm like pulling myself out of this like weird like act that I'm like fulfilling and separating myself from the pattern. And then I have more opportunity now. It's, it's like it's depersonalized and you begin to detach from it. So then you begin to play a game and be like, how, okay, what's my next move against this pattern? Okay, what, oh, I see what's happening here. Instead of being totally owned by the pattern, feeling like, everything in your life is happening to you and they're doing this and this is happening. And uh, it's like, once you realize, Oh, this is just a pattern. Okay. What's my move to dismantle it? What's my next, you know, it's just not as personal. And I think that we're like law of attraction and healing journey and all of that stuff gets to is recognizing in some ways what you said, but it's it totally different because I remember getting to the point where like having conversations with people and being like, okay, I, I'm taking my power back. You know, this is about me. So this is all about me. So I'm going to make it all about you actually somehow <laughs> or another, you know? So being like having the exact conversations of recognizing a pattern in my life and not wanting it there, but then putting it on somebody else. So, having conversations with people in my life being like, okay, I think we need to really talk this out just so you know, when you say these things, this is how it makes me feel. So if you want to make me feel this way, continue to say that or don't, but still it being about their actions on, on my well being instead of being like, this is the same pattern. Like when they say this, it makes me feel this way. That's a pattern that I'm responsible for reprogramming. Not everybody changing their action around me to then give me the environment to have a false sense of that I did something. Right. For my, you know, for a real change, because in that way you can get people to kind of hold that for a while for you mm -hmm. in some ways, but then it just comes back. I mean, I remember our mom would always be like, it's called the dance, you know, the cycle where, you, you have these experiences for a while and then you just in time to like basically let down your guard to think it's all gone. They come back up. I mean, they, they always are going to right. and blame it on. I can't believe that he did this to me again. Or Cause I told you exactly how I needed to be treated every single second to not be triggered as fuck. <laughs> and for some reason, you just can't follow the rules 100% of the time. And so now I'm totally disappointed again. And now you're again responsible for why I'm so miserable. And I already told you 100 times 
what I needed to do to feel better. And somehow you can't do it for me. So I guess you probably, that probably means you don't even care about me. Right. Because that means a lot about me and I can't believe I'm back here and I'm so stupid that I would ever trust the experience ever. That you could follow all the rules all the time. And if you did love me, you would follow those rules all the time, but because you can't. I have my answer. You don't. I have my answer. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, I can't tell you how many clients that I work with. And the first time I I talked to them, they tell me every single thing about every person in their life and everything that that person is doing and all of the reasons why they're so unhappy. And I, by the, you know, I I now stop them pretty quickly, but for a while I would listen to it and I would be like, okay, now it's been 45 minutes and you haven't said one word about yourself. You have now I know everything about all of the behaviors of now. Actually what I know is who owns the power in every single one of your relationships at this point, all the ways you make yourself a victim to everyone in your life and all the people who, um, Somebody's at my door. Um, hold on. I don't think anyone else is here. Just Amazon. Okay. Oh, Amazon was here. Um, yeah. And to even in working with clients also like, um, well, I talked to my husband about my feelings. Okay. So what did you say? Well, I told him when he does this, then I feel this. I told him when he says that, then I feel that. I'm like, you didn't talk about your feelings. Like you talked about what he did wrong to make you like, you, you'll never get there from here. Right. It's not about him. It's not about the rules that he needs to follow in order for you to feel better. What's happening is between you and you. Nobody's ever going to make you feel better. Right. Yeah. And you can't figure it out within yourself. So why do you think somebody else could do it better? Like you can't control your own emotions, but you think that your children should be able to control their emotions enough so that you don't have to freak out. What? Right. They know that's not going to happen. Like how many times can somebody try to make the situation better for somebody else and they continue to freak out at some point, they're just like, mm, I'm running my own show totally. or else they become so scared of your own, re- their, the reaction they're going to get that they then decide to do nothing. Right. Yeah. Terrifying. Yeah. The other thing, the, this is kind of, jumping around, but, um, back to like the modalities of management and in the modalities of management, like with an experience of trauma, all of those things, like you can juggle that around and, 
figure out where to put that in your life and where not to and all those things and if you can then you know get out of that vibration long enough to get something that you think is going to make you feel better that you're not even understanding the thing that you're actually looking for is to just feel better not that some circumstance or somebody is going to bring that to you in any way shape or form it's like you said between you and you and the real question in that whole form of what it is you want is really starting to look at like why do you even want that you know like people start making a list like in traditionally they're like okay make a list of your wants and your goals and what your life would look like like i want to get you down to the specific details of what house you'll be living in what car you'll be driving i want to know what you're wearing i want to know i mean really get specific of what your future looks like and when I started realizing, like, I at first was kind of like, oh, I don't really want anything, but that was like out of an underinflated, like, I don't think I could actually probably have anything anyways, so I'm not going to be that dumb to think I could have this when I could really have this, you know. <laughs> I'm just going to say I don't like this stuff. And then being like, wait, actually, I deserve everything and get like super overinflated, like, okay, I'm going to have a mansion on the beach. I'm going to have the, you know, G-Wagon and all the things. And then being like, wait a second, now through this work, being like, okay, there's nothing wrong with having those things at all. But what I was doing was looking, it was like once I got to this place of having all of the things that I imagined that now that I imagined I could have meant something about me in my situation. And... I think the way it's taught is through that outside itemized value meaning situation about yourself. Like if you really believe that you're good enough, then what things would you deserve type stuff? Mm -hmm. And then that must mean you are. And just completely bypassing that and realizing that none of that stuff matters at all. And that you actually will never have any of those things. And if you do, you most likely will be miserable because you haven't found the thing that you're actually wanting in that system. Yes. And I remember a friend of ours saying, you know, I, I realized the pattern because we kind of helped her through the pattern. And then her basically not taking responsibility at the time, not understanding that she wasn't still wanting the outside situation to change so she could feel a certain way. And then being like, well, I listed, I took control and I listed intentions. And, you know, I am all of these things and I want all this stuff and I'm going to repeat it a million times until I believe it. And being like, all of a sudden, when she said that, it was like, oh my God, like this list of intentions is basically a list of all of the things that you do not have, that you want, that you believe you can't have. And it just becomes more and more, com or um, more and more of a confirmation of what you lack. And the, this law of attraction style is basically that, like, 
let me list all of the ways that I'm lacking in my life and then confirm it by seeing if I can get them, which most likely I can't, or maybe once I did, but can't repeat it. So I must be doing something wrong and that therefore I must really lack a million things in my life, you know? Yeah. It's just so wild. And then to get to the point where like the whole point is to be able to live life, not having an attachment to conditions or trauma or circumstances is the actual goal. Right. Nothing else really is. And when you live in that place of moment to moment experiencing what life has to offer from a place of like the quality of the experience that you decide you're going to have. And then doing the work to have that quality of experience in every moment, no matter what. All of those like, ex like objects become weirdly natural side effects of those moment to moment choices of the experience versus the all the energy and attention being on the objects and the outcome and then trying to feel good enough to be worthy to receive them right. because that's the other thing about law of attraction and is all about the i the the worthiness and the deservingness and it's always like going to somehow measure up in material objects. Yeah. And also being grateful enough. Oh yeah. Like, can you just please be happy with your situation? Okay. Like, can you just be grateful that you got this little, whatever it was. And you know, if you don't show how much gratitude you have, then no more can come. But there's this underlining programming that's happening that's conflicting those feelings. And so you can never be truly grateful. You can never be truly worthy in that system. Right. And especially if you are wired for origination, you'll never be grateful for the outcomes you create on, or that you match up to under the human code because you are bored it means nothing to you. It, it, it is like, mm, so what? So I guess I'm just this ungrateful bitch who can't just find a way to be satisfied with all of these things that it appears that other people are satisfied with. What is wrong with me? But, but originators, people who are wired to create outside of that system don't really care about outcomes. Mm -mm. They care about the process and the experience and the quality of the, the life that they're living moment to moment. And so outcomes that already exist that they know how to mimic are boring. And so then they keep moving on to something else, hoping it will be exciting or hoping it will be satisfying or hoping they will find some sort of contentment but really their contentment is in this like moment to moment experiencing unknown magic. 
And like this, this game that they're having with themselves. Yes, the game. It is actually a game. Which is hilarious because there was a time that I was like, I don't even like to play. Exactly. I didn't like to play when I was a kid and I don't like to play now. Well, you did like to play when you were a kid. Yeah, I know, but we like to play really weird games. (laughs) We'd always play that like we were in massive survival, like our parents were dead and we only had, you know, just each other to make it through. To survive. Or we had been kidnapped. Yes. And we were locked in a basement. We had to figure out how to get out alive. Right. Which basically was playing out that pattern. How can we get out of this pattern? Getting out of the pattern and then also getting out of the pattern that we became programmed with through trauma at an early age. Like, oh, we're in trauma? Okay, let's play in trauma. Let's play in trauma. Let's play in trauma. Like, such weirdo children. I know. And then our other games were consciousness games. We would convince people, we would rearrange people's consciousness. When we were little, little kids, we convinced them that their heads were packed with sand or that they were light as a feather or whatever. So we have literally been doing this together our whole lives. And I was kind of surprised that other kids weren't doing this. (laughs) Totally. You know, there's some kids out there that are now adults going, oh my God, I played that too. (laughs) So funny. Yeah. I don't know if I can hear you. Can I hear you? I think you can. Can Yeah, I know I can. Yeah. I don't know is there anything else to say I know I'm just gonna say I feel like it all just came out I don't think there is not today all anybody right. have any questions about what we have talked about oh yeah leave your questions if you have yeah, yeah. Um, yeah it feels complete abruptly all right then we are done until next time Yeah.